on this episode of the Fifth Day State podcast. Still down that Wu flu rabbit hole. I'm uh, going to be talking about some comments or actually a response to comments made by George Christensen on uh, Alex Jones's InfoWars and uh, maybe more, maybe less. Who knows? But one thing we do need to know is that we need to get on with the show. And here you are for episode 18 of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Uh, one thing, oh uh, yes, so, <laughs> it's one of those days today. Um, thought I'd start off with is that, uh, you know, we thought the uh, Andrews regime response to the Wu flu has been bad, though uh, it was only a matter of time before Anastasia Palaszczuk, the um, elected dictator of Queensland, uh, you know, gave it her go. Uh, you know, we saw yesterday uh, that she's given a good crack at it by deciding that uh, only the is it double jabbed at the moment are able to um, undergo transplants. Uh, honestly, this is a disgusting thing. Um, I anyway, um, you know, but yeah, it, it's a thing. Is that this is not about public health anymore. These people are megalomaniacs. Um, it's all about control. And and for the amount of people that they're pushing to get this jab into is there, there is something else behind it. And we, people need to wake up and realise what is going on behind it. Now, um, you know, there, there's a supposedly a December deadline coming for the unjabbed, similar to what happened in Victoria, where after a particular date, um, those who um, aren't participating in the therapeutic trial will be excluded from society. Now, um, here's uh, the Queensland Premier who was on Sunrise yesterday to waffle about it. Let's talk about the unvaccinated. Are you sticking to your December 17 uh, timeline there about restrictions still being in place for them or is that shifting absolutely, as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it is not shifting. Uh, December 17, uh, you won't be able to go to cafes, uh, pubs, nightclubs unless you are fully vaccinated. This is about, once again, protecting people. People want to know that they can take their family. And don't forget the children aren't vaccinated yet, the under-12s. They want to know that they can go uh, to a cinema, that they can go... Uh, into a cafe or a restaurant with their family and that people in that restaurant and cafe are fully vaccinated. It's great news to see that the children will be uh, vaccinated from, uh, from middle of January before the start of the school year. I welcome that. If you recall, I was criticised quite heavily uh, for even raising that issue, that no country in the world was doing that. Well, there was testing happening in other parts of the world and I welcome that decision by the federal government. Now, the thing is, this, this there is only one way to describe this, and this is evil. Um, you know, the, the series of therapeutics do not protect anyone from the Wu flu. And, you know, if they did, it would have stopped at two. Now it's going to three. Uh, there was a... However, you to reach it, a uh, letter from our illustrious Prime Minister telling everyone to go and get jabbed to get their booster. Now, really, uh, 
you know, it's... Uh, honestly, I haven't actually read it. Um, I only got it in the mail yesterday. Dear fellow Australian, uh, it's honest, 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 signed by ScoMo, Greg Hunt, Minister for Health, and Professor Paul Kelly, the Chief Medical Officer. Um, you know, it's like really, why do we need to do it? Why do we need to, if we're doing, you know, this is the thing. We're being lied to, uh, you know, boosters. Why do we need a booster if the... Um, you know, the vaccine was supposed to protect us. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it is. They're coming after kids and, you know, it's only going to be a matter of time before they take health or they create health advice that says that, uh, you know, it justifies five, five-year-olds getting a jab to go to school. Like, really? Um, according to the Victorian stats, uh, there was only like, I think, what, two people? who have passed away with the virus uh, in the uh, 0 to 10 age group, I think it was. Um, hang on, I'll, I'll find that now. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it's two people. And, like, really, you're going to put kids under a series of, of therapeutics to, to justify that. Um, it, I, I really don't know what the hell is going on in the world. Um, let me find this. Okay, yes, in the 0 to 19 age group, so there's two 0 to 9, 10 to 19, 20 to 29. Including the 0 to 9 and the 10 to 19 age group, two people have passed away with COVID. And that's in Victoria up to the 7th of uh, December, which is yesterday. Go to to the 20 to 29 age group, three. 30 to 39 age group, Four. In the 40 to 49 age group, 15. Yes, it's a little bit better, you know, a little bit worse as you get older. 50 to 59 has 52. 60 to 69 has 104. Uh, 70 to 79 has 298. And, and, um, you know, the 80 to 89-year-olds is uh, 530. Although if you're under over 90, it looks like you have a better chance of surviving it because there's only 386. Um, so, you know, like really, they're the stats. Now, remember, Sam and Andrews came out and said this was a killer virus. Like really, uh, for a population of, of 5 million, you know, uh, 6 million, sorry, 6.5 million or something like that, it's like really, it, the, the, the response doesn't justify what is there. Um, but yeah, so it's the thing is that you know where something's happening. We're we're being lied to. They're they're doing this for some other reason, and it's time that people started waking up to it and realizing that something else is going on, uh, and that this bullshit about public health is just that. And um, you know we need to turn around and say no. This stops when we say it stops, and we should say it stops now. Um, but yeah. It really does baffle me. Uh, but anyway, um, now, something that is sort of semi-COVID related, uh, George Christensen appeared on, uh, what was it, uh, Alex Jones's um, Infowars. Uh, I only just started watching the clip, um, but he said um, he compared the uh, quarantine facilities to... Um, Nazi concentration camps. Now, are they concentration camps? Who knows? But one thing before I get into um, Mr. Frydenberg's 
response to that. Uh, let's just, you know, uh, where are we? Uh, yeah, dictionary.com. Okay. If you go to dictionary.com and you put in for a definition of internment camp, it's a noun. It is a prison camp for the confinement of prisoners of war, enemy aliens, political prisoners, etc. Two, a concentration camp for civilian citizens, especially those with ties to an enemy during wartime as their camps established by the United States government to detain Japanese Americans after the Pearl Harbor attacks. So, are they concentration camps? Well, it says there, an internment camp is a concentration camp for civilian citizens and that is where we're going. That, you know, we've got that... Centres for National Resilience, Howard Springs, uh, one in WA, two in Queensland and one in Victoria. Um, you know, it's, you know, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, so he was uh, doing the rounds on TV shows today uh, and uh, appeared on Sunrise. Now, I don't have that clip, but they've quoted it. In uh, in the age now, here's what Mr. This is reading from the age. Here's what Mr. Frydenberg, who is Jewish, had to say about the matter this morning. Any analogy between the Holocaust and lockdowns, quarantine, mandatory vaccinations, or any other aspect of the COVID response to COVID nineteen are not just inaccurate and false. They are also incredibly insensitive and lack any sense of historical perspective. I rang George yesterday and spoke to him. He did apologise to me, and I reminded him about the importance, obviously, of our comments in these particular areas. Doesn't matter whether it's a colleague of mine, protesters on the streets of Victoria against Daniel Andrews. We have a collective responsibility and duty to speak out about those very false analogies. Now, no one is claiming it is a Holocaust, and this is just fucking gaslighting by this evil class. Um, you know, I used to call them the ruling class. I'm, I'm past that now. These people are just evil. He's conflated um, calling it a concentration camp to the Holocaust. Two different things, two different things, and you know this seriously, just freaking gaslighting here. And it's you know no one is comparing what is happening to the Holocaust. What we are or what what I believe people are comparing it to is the actual process of putting people in concentration camps and the process of lockdown. Um, you know, they all started the same way. Came under emergency measure, emergency reasons. This came in, particular part of the con- of the population was deemed unclean. They were otherized, which is they're done now. Oh, you're anti-vaxxers. Like, really? What is an anti-vaxxer? Someone opposed to the vaccine. Okay, that's fine. What are we doing now? It's not a vaccine. If we need three, maybe four booster shots, it's not a fucking vaccine. You need four booster shots in the space of a year or two years, that's not a vaccine. It has to be a series of therapeutics. So, therefore, you're not anti-vaxxer if you're opposing the, you know, what is happening with response to the Wu flu. Uh, so, you know, it, it's the thing. We can't continue the bullshit. We can't continue to lie, to speak their lies. We just need to, um, what was that thing? Um, live not by lies um, by Stalinitsyn or something like that. I can't remember how you pronounce his name. Um, but this is the thing. So, you know, it, it's a thing. They're building the camps. Why are they building the camps? Unless, you know, they're going to need them. They, the government doesn't want to spend money and have something there that's not going to be used. Um, why rampant, you know, 500, talking about the, the one in Victoria now, it's got about a, 
I think is being catered for 500, though it can ramp up to 1,000. I think if push comes to shove, comes to shove, they could probably ramp it up to be a bit more than that. Uh, so, you know, why build them if they're not going to use them? Uh, so, you know, this is the thing. Um, the, the orders are there. It, it's plain in the legislation that they can detain you. Uh, for what? Because you're, you know, because you might have the woo flu. Well, no, no detention without trial. You know, you're not being charged with anything. You're not being, you know, jailed. You're being detained and you, until such a time as you can prove your innocence, which is by obviously not coming down with the woo flu. So, you know, th- this is absolute bullshit by these people, uh, you know, and I, I think regardless of whether you think he was right or wrong by appearing on Alex Jones's um, podcast, I think if, you, if these people had have stepped up to the plate, and I said the same thing about um, Barnaby Joyce when he made his little tweet about um, comments with that as well. So, you know, if they had have stepped up to the plate, um, you know, and done what they're supposed to do as our elected representative, then there would be no need for... Uh, for, for people to go overseas, like, you know, David Littleproud. I've spoken with George Christensen this morning about his judgment on going on the show. Some of my comments he agreed with and he understands both my position and the views of the party room. So this is the thing, the views of the party room. I thought George Christensen was there to represent his electorate, not the fucking political party, which is, what is it, the National Party? Like, come on, this is the time for, for these evil people to either shape up or, or get out of the way because, you know, there will be a electoral bloodbath coming at the election. These people are going to be, fight, you know, fighting it hard to retain their seats. And, you know, one thing, I live in the electorate of Scullin and once the election's announced, I'm going to be campaigning every day to make sure the spineless moron who is um, Andrew Giles loses his seat. He's got a, I think... They said a 20% majority. Man, I don't care. If I can whittle it down to 10% or 5% by campaigning against this spineless moron, um, then, you know, this is this is what has to be done because this evil class of people need to realise that, no, they're only there because of us. And, you know, that's the thing is that we can take away their authority to govern anytime we feel like it and this is what we need to do. We need to turn around and turn around and just say, no, we don't consent to that and that's what we need to do. Say, no, we will not comply. Um, and um, hang on, I'll, I'll find the, the Barnaby Joyce one before I have a, have a little bit of a calm down there. Um, now, it's, it's the thing is that uh, what was interesting about it was that the, uh, the wording on the tweet, so it was a, a, a three-tweet thing from Mr Joyce, uh, but you know, it's obvious that it wasn't from him. Um, okay, one of so one of three done yesterday. Whilst currently in London, I've been made aware of the latest comments by the member of Dawson. Accordingly, I've contacted him twice in the night to affirm that any parallel of domestic policy with the abomination that was the Holocaust requires an immediate rebuke. One of three. Two of three. Additionally, I've come to the view that this current platform is at times toxic, dangerous and incendiary. I've asked Mr Christensen to be far more aware of any platform he speaks on and to ask himself of the history of those platforms and if participation on it is wise. Whether the subject matter is inflammatory, it is, the, is it the truth? No, 
Yeah, is it the truth? Does it serve any purpose in Australia or merely provide ammunition for politics which he has now provided ample? Three of three. Now let me say, this is a fucking sellout. Like this was not written by Barnaby Joyce. He would, would have been putting pressure, his PR team, you know, would have just said, this is what we need you to post. Like really? Um, you know, and same thing applies with Barnaby Joyce. Is if he had a freaking stood up 20 months ago and said, hey, we're going to do the minimum of this rather than, you know, bullshit. Um, yeah, like, you know, man, I've said it all along. We're only a signature away from genocide. Everything is there. The internment camps are there. The other people are being otherized. The, you know, everything is there. Uh, you know, have a look at it now. People are dying of, um, you know, sports inju- sports people are, are killing over and dying of heart attacks and myocarditis and everything like that. Now, whether you believe that's a conspiracy theory or not, I really don't give a shit. Um, but, you know, it's there. People are killing over. Myocarditis is a problem. Uh, for a supposedly safe jab, for that to happen, you know, people need to freaking wake up and, and start asking questions. Um, so, you know... Is it going to be a matter of time before, oh, you know what, you know, we made a mistake. Um, remember, thalidomide was safe and look what happened with that and it took years for that to come out. Um, smoking was supposedly safe for us and look how many lawsuits had to happen before that shit was found to be bad. Um, you know, it's yeah, it, it's just one of those things I think, yeah, it's just, Mate, you know, there's something coming and we need to start waking up and being aware of what is coming and, you know, that you know, just wake up and say no, we will not comply. Now, uh, one thing that uh, has been said uh, is, is coming and if you listen to that episode yesterday with Robin Tudor, uh, I did mention something about social credit and that's what I believe is coming. They're conditioning us to not use cash, to check in places um, and everything like that. Have a look, we're facing supply chain shortages similar to what's happening overseas. Uh, inflation's going to start going through the roof. We're seeing that now with more prices going up. Petrol, um, price of petrol is, is increasing. Um, combine that with supply chain shortages, the uh, inability for people to go out and spend money. Uh, and, you know, it, it's something bad is coming. Uh, and then there was a thing in. Uh, what is it? Today's Herald Sun. Uh, oops, my apologies. Yesterday's Herald Sun came out last night uh, that um, Australia will consider creating its own cryptocurrency as part of sweeping changes to modernise the nation's outdated payment systems. It's not. This is to get us off the Australian dollar so we become hooked up to the digital Australian dollar. Once we're all hooked up to the digital Australian dollar, then they can control where we spend our money. It is going to be tied to your social credit score, the ESG, ethical, social and governance things. It's going to be tied to everything like that. We've seen the start of that with uh, TNT refusing to uh, take or transport um, firearms or firearms-related products. That's part of the ESG score for TNT. Uh, So, you know, it's the thing. We need to start waking up and just say no to this. Uh, there's the Digital Identity Bill that's, uh, I think, being presented to Parliament soon because the consultation period has, has ended with that. Uh, it might be a com- committee stage or something. So, you know, it, it, it's the thing. This is all coming and this, you know, all in line with the, the Great Reset that this virus and the 
disproportionate response has given them the ideal ground to do it. And, you know, we need to be waking up and saying, no, we will not submit to this. You know, what happens? Remember, two years ago, ScoMo wanted to bring in, a make it illegal to uh, buy anything worth more than $10,000 with cash. So the idea was to basically outlaw cash, which is still legal tender for any purchases over 10000 It was going to be a criminal offence to accept that. Uh, there was huge outcry uh, for for people, you know, among the firearm community as well because, I mean, some of the, the decent under-over shotguns and things like that are phenomenal in price um, or even other areas that, uh, you know, he, he got massive pushback and no, then that quietly went away. Next thing we know, the woo flu comes in and cash is bad. So, you know, everyone, you know, pays with your card. Tap and go. Um, you know, you pay with everything by, you know, FPOS, um, click and collects and shit like that. That's all got to be done by an online transaction. Uh, so, you know, they're conditioning us. We've seen it with Woolworths going and Coles and all that, one way in, one way out. Um, you know, not like the old days where you can pick any door that you wanted to, walk in, wander around. Yes, there was the, the turnstile there you had to walk through, but they didn't restrict what door you could go in and go out. Uh, now they're doing that. And, you know, where's it going to end? They've uh, This vaccine uh, passport that they've got, this system of, of requiring a jab to go to places has just shown the government and the powers that be how much of a consumer, how, how much we're reliant on consumerism and how, how devoted we are to it because people will go and get a jab to go and travel. People will go and get the jab to go and get a haircut when, hey, there are places that will, go and get, will provide you haircuts. Um, they'll go and get jabbed to go to the pub um, and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, it, it's – this is is freaking scary, people. We need to start waking up. We need to um, just say no. No, we will not comply. And, and this is the thing. If you were coerced into taking the first two shots, where's your line? What happens? You know, third shots are coming now. Where are you going to draw your line? Are you going to say it no at four? And then what, you're going to become an anti-vaxxer then because, hey, you've said no to your fifth shot or is three your limit or is two your limit and then what? Are you going to just cave because, you know, your livelihood's threatened, your – and, you know, I understand that, that, you know, we've got families and everything like that so we've got responsibilities but it's the thing, you know, it's that – speaking of that, did remind me of one thing. Um our illustrious, um, well, I don't even know what you want to call him, uh, Mr. Fitzsimons, Fitzsimons or Fitzsimmons, uh, did something. Is there one Fitzsimons? My apologies. There's only one M in his name. Chair of the Australian Republican Movement. Now, fuck, man, don't get me started on um, the Republican Movement and how corrupt that that thing is. Um, so anyway, um, the scarfed one put out, did his little, um, bullshit thing, uh, yesterday about, um, what was it, the, uh, Eureka protest in Ballarat. Now he's put out something, I'm trying to find it, I can't freaking find the article that he wrote, um, 
about it. Basically saying that uh, the people who uh, went to Ballarat on the weekend to reclaim the, uh, here we go, the nutters who stormed Ballarat know nothing of Eureka or its heroes. First of all, fuck with, they never stormed Ballarat. They went to Ballarat to protest. A group of people going, doesn't matter whether they bust in from Canberra, from bloody Alice Springs, wherever, they never stormed Ballarat. So first of all, let's get rid of your dog whistling fucking language there. And secondly, um, you know, I don't think you know anything of Eureka. Just because you wrote a book on it doesn't mean you're a freaking expert on it. Because, and to to exempt, I you know, to perfect example of that, uh, where is it? Uh, okay, here we go. Paragraph. Let's go back. At two p.m. on the afternoon of November 30, 1854, the great Peter Laylor stood beneath a newly minted Eureka flag atop Ballarat's Bakery Hill, as hundreds of miners knelt before him, their palms upraised. Upraised to the fluttering flag. Now, rep- now, repeat after Layla. We swear by the Southern Cross to stand truly by each other and to fight to defend our rights and liberties. That's all you need to know. And for this fucking moron, and you know, I he is like really um, to turn around and say that uh, you know these people uh, have no idea what's going on is just. It is. It's dog whistling by, by him because he has no freaking idea himself. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, he did post a tweet uh, about. Okay, he was in response to John Riddick, uh, who was saying that he said, "John, your mob is insisting on their right to infect others." You per- and all that. So. Uh, and then he goes on to say, you have personally continued to downplay the seriousness of COVID. You have backed protests that include neo-Nazis and people who brandish gallows and talk of violence. And you think you're with the goodies. Now, first of all, um, I have not seen anyone at any of the protests or parades through town or whatever you want to call them that has said, I want my right to infect people with SARS-CoV-2. There has not been any mention of that, not anywhere. This is about opposing the mandate requiring people to get a series of therapeutics to participate in society, to end the lockdowns, to end the, the medical segregation, and and that's what the protests are about. And, of course, because freaking Dan Andrews is an incompetent moron. Um, so, But this is the thing. And now let's remember... These series of therapeutics are an experimental medication. Now, they've been given provisional registration by the TGA and are part of the Black Triangle Scheme. They have been given full approval because they don't have... And this is on the TGA's website. So if you want to do your own homework and find that out, feel free to. It says part of the Black Triangle Scheme is that they don't have a full safety picture. Now, we will never get a full safety picture because... These uh, um, side effects are underreported, massive underreporting of things. I mean, it's, it's conservatively they reckon it's only about ten percent of side effects are reported of these drugs. And something new like this, if ninety percent aren't being reported, we're definitely not getting a full safety picture. And this comes back down to um, APRA controlling doctors and making doctors shit scared to do anything that will 
um, oppose the narrative because their registrations exist, which is another thing why we should get rid of, you know, the, the friggin' Commonwealth government with dealing with all these bullshit. The states should control registrations of doctors, not the Commonwealth and or not some friggin' federal body that deals with whatever else. So um, now let's talk about his thing about you have personally downplayed the seriousness of COVID. What is the seriousness? The virus has a 98.93, and this is going by Victorian stats, okay, 98.93% survival rate. So you have less than a 2% chance of dying from it or with it um, than you do, uh, you know, if you get to it. Now, testing rate is only 2% of people that at, a, at a conservative level, 2% of people tested with it end up testing positive. Of those people who test positive for it, there's a 2% chance of, of those people passing away with it. Not from it, with it. Now, a majority of the people, if not all of them, have had uh, severe, uh, is it comorbidities or underlying conditions and things like that. So this is, and and the other thing too, um, going on to his, his comment about um, backing protests and all that sort of stuff who have included neo-Nazis and people who brandish gallows and talk violence. Now, don't agree with anything that they say, though in a free society they're entitled to voice their own opinion. Just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean to say that they can't do it. Brandishing gallows, well, you know, is brandishing the gallows any worse? And remember, there were only the first time that they saw there was someone walking around with it. Like, really, I don't think the, the gallows that the guy had would have had anything more than a Coke bottle. So the, um, you know... Being able to to literally lynch someone from that is just fucking laughable. The second one that came on the back of the truck, hey, yeah, that was more theatrical than anything else. Um, big deal. They never caught anyone. They never wanted to break. They never break down doors to do anything to get someone. Let them fucking talk. It. Let them say that. Mate, we've got to respect everyone's right to freedom of speech, whether you agree with it or not. And if you don't agree with it, do what I'm doing now present a dissenting opinion, oppose it. So going back to that, so a few people, and this is my response, a few people carrying gallows is worse than people losing their jobs and being excluded from society. And this is what's happening. Uh, There was a case um, situation in Victoria yesterday and um, it it is bad that we have got to this point where, um you know, someone has to set himself alight and because no one's drawing attention to the situation that they're in because of this fucking mandate. And, you know, it, and, you know, evil class, evil pricks like this Peter Fitzsimons have, you know, it, it, it's one of those things. Anyway, um, so, yes, it, you know, like... This guy's a fucking idiot. Um, and the, the sooner we wake up to the ruling class not being our friends, uh, not being allies with us or anything like that, this evil class, and this goes same with the liberal politicians, um, you know, they're not. They are part of the evil class. Just because we may with agree with a few things, no. Nah. The enemy of my enemy is not my friend, not in situations like this. Um, so... You know, it, it's it's time to, to wake up and, yeah, just fucking smell the roses. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's 
it's something that we need to wake up about. We need to draw the line somewhere and say that enough's enough. Um, yeah. But um, anyway, um, I think I might end it here. I uh, don't want to get too depressing on anything else that I talk about. So, um, But, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see um, what, what's going on with everything. These people are not your friends. So, you know, the, the, the corrupt corporate press is just sending us down a, a garden path, keeping us scared um, and, and everything like that. So, anyway... Um, thanks for listening. Uh, this was episode 18 of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Show notes, links to all my tweets, all that sort of good stuff you will find at the Fifth Estate, the Fifth Dot Estate uh, forward slash episode 18. Um, so yeah, you find it all there um, or everything like that. If you listen to this on iTunes or whatever podcasting service you use, please give it five stars, comments, and all that sort of good stuff. Um, and thank you for listening and I look forward to having you join me on the next one. Bye for now.